Welcome to Media in the Mix, the only podcast produced and hosted by the School of Communication at American University. Join us as we create a safe space to explore topics and communication at the intersection of social justice, tech, innovation, and pop culture. To give you a little more background on our guest today, Gilly Haynes is an executive presentation and public speaking coach. She is an accomplished communications expert, professor, author, and former journalist with experience in print, broadcast journalism, public relations, and social media management. Her professional work includes speakers training in a virtual environment for Vanguard Communications, Washington DC presentation and public speaking training for the Leadership Initiatives Academy at Georgetown University, public relations manager for a national program within the Department of Homeland Security in Washington DC, and in business development for EDS. She has developed, produced, and served as host of two on-air programs in her position as public affairs director for KBLX slash KRE Radio in the Bay Area of California. She is also an AU alumna, as she earned her Master of Arts in Communication and is currently pursuing a graduate certification in teaching, design, and facilitation at American University, which she will complete in 2023. In 2019, Gilly was selected as outstanding instructor in an adjunct position at American University. Thank you, Gilly, for being on the podcast today. Grace, thank you so much for the invitation. I am excited to be here with you. A fun fact, actually, Gilly helped me prepare for my commencement speech in 2019, which feels like a lifetime ago, considering everything that's happened in between. But yes, so happy to have you. Today, we're going to be discussing everything public speaking, tips and tricks, things to remember, things that are important, what got you into this career path. We have so many different people in the industry and just such diverse careers, so What's the why behind your career? And how did you kind of get into public speaking? Well, I love the question. I started as a journalist. And in many of the interviews, I did print for a while. I did radio for a while. And what I noticed with some of the guests, not all, Mm -hmm. some of the guests hesitated to explain something that's their background right? or that they do. If, if we're interviewing you about this particular thing, that's your thing, and yeah. you should be able to talk about it pretty comfortably. Right. And, and I noticed some people had a hard time with that, and I thought, wow, this is something I need to explore because yeah. if I can help people realize a comfort zone mm-hmm. and build confidence, mm-hmm. and so it started there, and I just kept, kept going from that point. That's great. And can you just kind of dive a little bit into what you do, what you've done over your career, rather? It has not just been teaching, and I have to tell you a funny story about me teaching here at American University. Yeah. I started as a journalist, as I just mentioned. Yeah. So I worked in print for a while. I did some radio. I've done some PR work. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've kind of gone across the board. And when I worked in radio, I was trying to learn the craft, and that's with everything. So I always say to my students especially, it doesn't matter if that's not the job you want eventually do the job because you're going to learn something that you can use later in another part of your life. And so I've worked in R&B, jazz, and country western station. Wow. Writing news copy and also being on the air, producing shows and hosting programs. So you get a little bit of everything that all comes together to make you who you are as a complete person. I love that. Complete professional. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I really enjoyed doing. Fast forward to being here at American University. I received my master's in communication here at American. Yeah. 
And at the time, one of my professors, Rick Stack, who's since retired, approached me and said, hey, you should, Rick, you yeah. should consider teaching. And I said, oh, that's not mine. That's not my thing. I don't know. I've, I've never thought about teaching. And he said, oh, no, I think you should think about it. And we didn't, I, I let it go. And he approached me again a while later and said, okay, can you just kind of fill in for a minute? We have a professor who has got to be out for the semester and we mm -hmm. just need you somebody to step in. So I did yeah. as a favor. And at the end of the semester, the professor decided to retire. And then he approached me and said, they're not coming back. How was the semester? And yeah. I said, it was okay. He said, do you think you want to stay? And I said, sure. Grace, I have been here ever since. Wow. Yes. Oh and so goodness. so that's how I came into the classroom. Yeah. When I share that with my students, they all go, you got to be kidding. Right. You, you, you didn't want to do this because yeah. we get such an exciting time being with you that I can't believe this is not something yeah. that you intended to do. Yeah. But I love that because it goes with what you just said. Learn your craft. Learn, learn your craft. Skill, skill build. I would yeah. Say. You know, it's so fun. Yes. You learn new things. And then you then learn what you like and what you don't like. And what you don't if like. If there's something you, do, you know you think you like and you try it out and it's a an absolute no now you know it's an absolute no no more time wasted right. uh, moving forward which right. is great that's awesome okay so let's start with some some easy little tips and tricks student or someone who has some some big presentation or speech or anything coming up what are a few little what's a, a short little checklist a few of the things that you you know a good thing for someone to write down to remember I like to start with things that are nuggets that you can remember okay, okay. so we're gonna do Number three here. So prepare, practice, personality. And, I, and I'm using those three Ps because you, you have to know that whatever it is you've been invited to do, whatever the event is, find out. Find out what the event is, what the occasion is, mm -hmm. what the length of time is. Because many people don't ask that. They don't ask, well, how long am I being given to speak? Is it five minutes? Is it 10? Is it 15? And then plan accordingly mm -hmm. because I say to my students all the time, you don't want to be on the list of people that they do not want to invite back because you went over the time and threw off the whole program. Right. Okay. So remember to do that. So find out what, you, what the event is, prepare, practice as many times as necessary, and don't be afraid to add some personality in there. I love that. You know, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what can I do? We talk about gestures, eye contact. Work on all of that. And use your friends. Yes. When you're out with your friends, they don't know you're practicing. They don't know that. Yeah. I've suggested that to students, and they said, you know, over the weekend, we went to do this, and no one knew I was practicing <laughs> for, the, for the upcoming yeah. week. Yeah. And I did it, and it worked. Everything you said worked. So that's that's where I would start. That's great. I so I recently, we were talking about this a little off record, but um, I went into stand-up comedy recently. And that is the same advice they give us in class is to practice on people around you, people that you trust. And I, I have been doing that a little here and there, but it's so funny because, like you said, they don't know you're practicing. They don't know. And it's really beneficial. I can see with a group of people that I trust whether the reaction is good, whether it's, you know, oh, I don't think they got that. Or maybe that's something I have to revisit. Let or me rework this yeah, joke. Yeah, it's, me, let such me try a, this it's good again. practice. Yeah. I like that. And definitely being prepared. I find that when I'm on stage and I'm prepared, the nerves are different. They're just, they're nervous because nerves are good and it gets mm -hmm. you excited. You got those butterflies. But I find that the stress is eliminated when I'm prepared, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And I use that a lot. When you are prepared, you bring, your confidence goes way up, mm -hmm. your nerves go down. Yeah. And, and with nerves and fear and anxiety, I yeah. always say to people, 
Your audience cannot look at you and tell if you're nervous. So do not announce it. Do not announce it. Nerves and fear do not have a shape or a color. I cannot look at you and tell because you come across, oh, this person is really, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. picking up some tips from them, watching yeah. them. Other people are thinking that you're doing great. Right. They don't know how you're feeling inside. Right. Yeah, that's very true. I think there was only one experience where I started a set saying that I was a little nervous and it went a lot differently than any of the other ones because you just that's it you, you know I think it was even just like a don't put a it class out there. rehearsal yes. type of not sure. even a, a real honest and I was like okay I, I put it out into the universe and lo and behold it, it happened you know so it's right. like, <laughs> good advice okay so this is something we we wanted to focus on when we chatted a little before the podcast but I was very intrigued by this so you talked a lot about how to prepare for the unexpected for the unexpected yes so in a moment where you know, you have this opportunity that you didn't expect. How can you be prepared? And you, I love that you use the example because this is probably relatable to anybody that was watching the Golden Globes. Yes. But there was someone up there that went up to, to accept their award and they said, I'm, I'm speechless. I didn't, yes. you know, I didn't yes. think I'd be winning. And we see that so much actually. You, you do. In this industry. You do. Uh, well, well here, here's the deal. Yeah. If you are on a list of nominees, walk in as though they're expect, you're expecting to get the award. So at least think through what you would say. I want to thank the you thank the people that you worked with on that show. Thank your family. Thank the people who put your event together. You come up with something at least in your mind. You start thinking through what you think you may want to say when right. they call your name. I always feel like I when I walk in the room, everyone's been expecting me to be here, right. and I'm and they're so excited I showed up. Right. So you have to have that kind of an attitude when you go someplace. Anticipate that this is your night. They're going to invite you to the stage. Right. And what are you going to say? The one thing you don't want to say is that I'm, I don't know what to say. Don't say that. Yeah. But yes, so that's one of the things to do. Great. And sometimes I've even mentioned to you that if you're a member of an organization, that gives you an opportunity to practice as well. You invited someone as a speaker to your group. Maybe someone else was scheduled to do the welcome and they didn't show up. They turn and look at you and say, hey, do you mind stepping in? This person couldn't come. Can yeah. you welcome our guest tonight? Just say sure. Okay. Go right up there. They may have a bio. Look at a couple of things, but don't try to read the entire bio. Right. Just pick out a couple highlights. Keep it short. Mm -hmm. And do you have any advice on maybe being all, a little too rehearsed? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you for asking that. Mm -hmm. I've had many people ask me, do you think it's a good idea for me to memorize my right, presentation right. or my speech? And my answer is no, do not do that. Because I've seen it go terribly wrong for yeah. someone. People will rehearse a memorized speech, and then at some point there's a distraction, somebody drops something, a noise happened on one side of the room and it throws you off. Then you forget at what point you were at in the speech. You Oh, you forgot the line, mm -hmm. and it's hard to recover from that. Right. So I would say not to memorize, but to give yourself a few bullet points. If you have a little card or something mm -hmm. you want to take to mm -hmm. the podium with you, just think about that. Another good thing to do is to maybe know your opening. Even if you're going to add some other things in the middle, have a strong opening and a strong close and fill in the blanks. Yeah. Again, another thing that popped into my head. I'm trying to think of like situations that are relatable to people that maybe go along with the how to prepare for the unexpected. I know even just in the college or higher academia setting, sometimes it's just getting called on in class and you don't know the answer. Do you have any advice for that and where your confidence can come in, even if you don't know the answer? Just any advice for that? Most people hope that someone else gets called before them. 
ask for a volunteer and right. you you can actually see collectively the eye contact shift from you probably to just another part of the yes, room absolutely and i've yes. said that i've said because i'm now i know no one's looking at me directly and then you always have one that's I, i'll do it i'll do it they'll come right up and i think that's great yeah because they want to get the practice in yeah. and yeah. a lot of people feel that oh when i was in high school i was on this on this club and we spoke a lot but then they always say to me at the end of the semester being on the debate team, mm -hmm. being in this organization did not prepare me to be in a public speaking class. It's right. so different. But I'm, I'm happy you're here yeah. because you want to learn. Mm -hmm. And the skills you learn for presentation and public speaking are the skills you will use throughout your life yeah. in many areas of your life all the time. And I'm sure it's important to note that we change as people as well. Sure. When you're younger, you remember like you almost had no filter. And, and then you come, come into a little bit of like, okay, I'm now getting to know who I am and I want to kind of quiet down. You change as well. And so I think keeping those skills up to par with who you are, where you're at in your life is also important because, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities out there to public speak. I think yes. people think sometimes it's like graduation speech in front yeah. of all, you know. Yes, I'm sure you use, Grace, I'm sure you use a lot of the same tools when you're on stage. Eye contact, confidence, yes. personality. Yes. When I said prepare, practice, yeah. personality, you mm -hmm. want people to see who you are. Yeah. Your audience can relate to you mm -hmm. if you're just being authentic, yeah. not trying to just look like a robot, just right. standing there and not moving. And then in terms of practicing, what do you think are some good ways for people to practice? I know sometimes it can be a little awkward talking to your group of friends, and that's totally fine. So do you have any advice for people who prefer to practice on their own time, alone? Always record yourself if you can, because you will see something on your tape that you didn't realize you may do. Quirky movement or something, oh, I didn't know I did that. But once you see yourself on camera, then you can make adjustments. Right. Practicing with friends is really good. Sometimes the friends need to know that you're practicing, sometimes they don't. And in front of a mirror, people always say that. But I think the recording is a really good one because you can see what you're doing. Oh, I didn't know I turned my head that way. Yeah. I, I scra I'm oh, scratching yeah, I the left side of my forehead, whatever it is. Right. So that way you can be aware. Let me not step on stage and do this thing yeah, again. That's great. And then just a question following up on the last do you think we should ever be speechless is there a moment where you think being speechless is appropriate if you are a surprised surprise party maybe it takes you a minute to gather yeah. yourself that would be a okay one okay <laughs> I'm just always let me tell you something public speaking is one of my absolute favorite things and when I can work with someone a client a student and then start to see the growth yeah. and the transformation from when they may have approached me and said I'm a little anxious, I'm, I have, my anxiety level is way up here, and then after time, I see them change, Yeah, I, I'm so excited about mm -hmm. that. Do I have a moment to share a story with you about yeah, a student? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, several years ago, I had a student in my class, and I, you know, first night, we're going over how many speeches we were gonna do, what they were, mm -hmm. and, and I'm just excited, I'm just talking, talking, and at the end, everybody gets up and leaves. I said, oh, I'm so excited to see you guys back here next week. And she's still standing there. And I said, oh, did you have a question? And she said, no. She said, I just want to tell you I'm going to drop your class. Okay. And I said, you're going to drop the class? And she said, yeah, you seem like a nice enough person, but there's a lot of speeches, and I'm, I'm going to drop your class. Yeah. And I kept smiling at her, and yeah. I said, 
Oh my goodness. I said, let me tell you something. I said, I will see you here next week. Her eyes got really big. Yeah. Like she, this lady didn't hear me at all. And I said, I can probably find out where you live. And if you want, I can come and walk you to class. Oh. And she, and she's, her eyes got even bigger. Yeah. And I thought any minute she's calling security on me. She backed out of the door. She didn't even turn her back to me. Yeah. She just backed away. <laughs> and I thought, okay, either I, either she's coming back next week or I really blew it. She showed up next week. Okay. She came in, she sat down, I smiled at her, I just kept talking. We just, wow. we started going through, and then I started to notice her getting more relaxed. She's raising her hand, she wants to go first, she's mm -hmm. doing all the speeches. She finished my class, I didn't see her anymore. Several years later, I get an email from this student. She put her picture in the email to remind me who she was, but yeah. I remembered. Yeah. And she said, just wanted to tell you that because of you, I'm doing the career that I wanted. And I thought, what is that? You know, I didn't know what she wanted to do. And she said, I was just going to go take a job where I didn't have to really talk to anybody, just try to get through life. And she said, but I want you to know right now, I'm getting ready to graduate from Catholic University with my law degree. And I'm working in the DC courts, speaking on behalf of people who cannot speak for themselves because I had the training in your class. I read her email and just my, I had tears running down. Oh my my God, I have goosebumps right now. Yeah. Tears running down my face, Grace. Oh, my goodness. And I said, oh, my goodness. And she put her contact information in there, so I called her. We've been in touch since then, and I'm so proud of her. She passed yeah. the bar, the one where you, you're barred in, like, 13 states across the country. She's doing extremely well. Wow. I didn't know that's what she wanted to do, but she had decided, oh, that's a lot of talking that she's talking about doing in here, a lot of speaking. And so I'm just going to do something different. Where I said, but, but here's the deal. I can't think of a career, a job. Anything that you would do in life where you're not interacting with someone, you have to talk to people. Yeah. And even if you had to call and get cable installed. Got to make a doctor's appointment. You got to make appointment. Yes, yes. I love that. It's the importance. We are actually kind of talking about this today. The importance of having someone there who believes in you just a little bit goes yes. such a long way, especially when you're in the academia environment. And I love that she didn't even tell you what it is she wanted to do. She just saw that you said, no, I know you can do this. So show up and show me that you can. And she was like, okay. It's a two-way street, basically, yes, is it what is. I'm trying to it say. Is. It's amazing. What do you think takes precedent most of the time? The content you're speaking or the way you're saying it, the delivery? I think the delivery. And the reason I say that is because I have seen students come into class and they've chosen a topic that probably is not going to be the most favorite or most exciting to mm -hmm. the rest of the audience. And the way they deliver it, just pulled everyone in and just blew them away. And by the time we got to the end of the presentation and the Q&A started, so many hands went up to ask more questions. And I've seen students say, that's not even a topic I was ever interested yeah. in. But the way you, you, you talked about it and how, and how passionate you seem about it sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. I think the delivery really weighs high on that list. Content is important. Right. It really is. Right. But the delivery, the way you present it, and that's why I'm saying you have to also include personality in there. Mm -hmm. And if you have an experience that associates itself with your topic, share it because it will probably connect with someone in the audience. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, man, I, you know, that that's something that I've always thought about or I had that same or similar experience maybe. Yeah. But don't think that you don't have, you can't share it because I think sharing an experience along with if it fits the topic also gives them an inside view to who you are. And yeah. that's where I'm saying personality comes in as well. Yeah. 
I like that too because sometimes you have presentations or if you're going in for like a speaking moment or really even stand-up comedy. I mean, it's like a one-sided conversation sometimes. Sure. I don't have people, I mean, they laugh. Sometimes they don't laugh. Sometimes it's they don't. It's a silent room. You know, you don't have the opportunity for the audience to interact with you or ask questions. Even sure. sometimes there's no, you know, time for questions depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so would your advice to connect to the audience be kind of sharing your experiences, sure. trying to find relatable topics to maybe throw in there? Sure. Sure. I think that would work because there's so many times you, you – if you share something, you start to see people nodding yeah. in the audience, and then you know I made a connection here, and that's what you want. When you talk about you know, the eye contact, you know, I had a student one time standing behind the podium and staring just at me, wouldn't look around the whole room, and you know, I had to, we had to have a conversation about that later, that you have to scan your entire uh, room. Yeah. You don't have to hold the eye contact with one person long, just glance. Acknowledge. Just glance. Yeah. You're acknowledging everyone, and they all feel seen. They all feel seen and included. So that's that's important to do that. And to be fair, that is a hard, it's a tough skill to, to get down. And then I, we're talking so much about your class and, and what you teach and kind of the assignments. Can you go through kind of your class structure for anyone maybe interested in taking the class, like what they can expect? Well, we do a lot of, I, I start with just a personal story. I let people just, just talk about whatever for a few minutes. That's nice. You know, and they, they sit there like, well, what does she mean? Mm-hmm. What does she mean? So, so sometimes I start, yeah. and I'll tell them something about my background and I'll share a story. And then I see them shoulders kind of drop a little yeah. bit, like they're looking a little relaxed. Okay, okay, she didn't mean anything real heavy. You know, I said, you know, and this is, if it's something about you, it doesn't have to be written down because you know you better than I do. So you can get up and talk about an experience you had, your favorite food, some trip you took that was just fantastic that you want to share with us. And so many of them, some of the stories they tell, all of a sudden that night we're laughing everybody's laughing and then it helps the next person. So that's that's really good. That's great. And then throughout the semester? We do informative speeches. Wow. Persuasive, mm-hmm. ceremonial, which are, which are also special occasion. So sometimes if you're going to a wedding and you have to do the toast, we, we practice that. We practice that in class. So great. We do a welcome. Yeah. We learn how to do an acceptance speech. Yeah. Because I know, I said, some of you are gonna be getting some big award somewhere and you need to have your acceptance speech yeah. practiced. Practice it beforehand, okay, so you know how to do it. So we go through all of that. We even do um, a pitch assignment. And I know American University has a film in... Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh, you you came to our class. Yes. I remember. You remember me? Yes, Gilly pulled the same move she pulls in our class, and she went, anyone want to do a pitch? That moment, everyone was silent. We were all just like, should did- we? And you yeah. know what? I felt so much better after I did it. Because I remember also Always. thinking, this sparked... Uh, the idea to actually grow further. And I, it was a scene I ended up doing for my final project last semester. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that was in uh, Professor Williams' class, right? Yeah. Russell Williams. Yeah. On that note, I also add extemporaneous speeches. And, I, and sometimes the students almost like they're about to pass out yeah. when I bring this up. Because I'll say to them, somewhere during the semester, I will not announce when, but I will ask you to come here. And so what I do, I do prompts on some note cards. Okay. And I'll have hold them in my hand, and I'll say, Grace, come up, pull a card. And I said, I'm going to give you like a minute or two just to think through, and then you come and present it in front of the class. The rest of the class do will not know yeah. what your card is. Okay. I just You just come up and talk about it. Okay. And then when you finish... I look at everybody and I said, do you know what, what, she was, what she was talking about? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, d- yeah. I said, there will be many times in life when you are somewhere 
and all of a sudden you have to get up and say something and you haven't had time to prepare the way you would want to. Mm -hmm. So don't let that be the thing that you, that you hesitate about yeah. or that will scare you, yeah. okay? Yeah. So just go ahead and do it. And you know, they actually do a lot of stand-up comedy type open mic nights oh. where they will do that type of prompt. Like really? They, they will just have you pull out a, a subject and then you have to go give a three minute comedy set about that and you don't have anything prepared. I love it. You know, I haven't done that yet, but I really do. I want to at least try it once because I'm like, I need to put myself out there that way. Now that we're talking about it, Grace, yeah. you, got, you got to practice that. I know, because I think it would help those moments where sometimes you do feel a little too rehearsed. Right. Yeah, you could do it. You could do it. And you, so start doing it now. So this is what you do for your own practice. When you're at home, just write down two or three different things yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to put them in a the little box. Yeah. I'm going to pull one. What if, what if this is what I get? What am I going to say about this? It's, it starts to put you into practice. Yeah, I might even have my husband do it for me yes. so that I don't know what it is. Okay. I, I like I'm going to do that. I like Please, that. please let me know. Also, okay, so this is a, a interesting question. At least I think it's an interesting question. I hope you do too. In <laughs> the last few years, you've had people who have had to give like motivational speeches on Zoom and, you know, we have staff retreats online. And yes. you're not it's not really an environment. I mean, you can't even guarantee that the people with their camera off are actually listening to you, yeah, right? Right. What is your advice for those people kind of venturing out into the digital world that are still kind of having to do the traditional, you know, motivational speaker or, you know, you're coming in with a bond team bonding idea or something? Any advice for how they can get people more engaged in those types of situations? Create, create some kind of an interactive piece that will at least be the opening, even if you have to do some of the other parts, but that, that give them a participatory way that everybody can be included. That's one way to do it. I'm, I'm thinking back to a class I had during COVID mm -hmm. online, and I looked at all the students, and I, I started off, I said I had to be really creative and come up with some things that we could do that would kind of connect all of us. So we started doing the same kind of thing. I had the stories. I started doing mine. Yeah. I could see everybody's name. We were all looking at each other. So I kept pulling people in, pulling people in. And they really started to get into it, connected with each other, yeah. and started their own chat that I didn't know about. That's great. And then at the end of the semester, we got to the last night, one of them said, can you not turn the Zoom off at the end of the night because we're all still exchanging information because we've gotten so close being in your class. And one of them said, I don't even believe this happened. This is virtual and we all feel like we all know each other. So I think it's the, it's the atmosphere you create. You have to be intentional with it. That will connect. Find whatever you think will work. I'd normally send out a a sheet, a contact sheet at the beginning of class and ask people just to fill out things that they want to tell me about public speaking, what's your thoughts, who okay. are some of your favorite people that you'd like to hear speak. I love that, yeah. And then is there anything about you, some of your interests that you have, anything you want me to know about you? Then it, I get all kinds of things. Yeah. And so based on that, I kind of create some things that we do together in the class that will include them based on what they've shared with me. That's great, actually. I like that. I didn't even think about that, to just try to do something interactive, but also pay attention to everyone's interests, to I guess. what their and, interests and are. Yeah, I can, what they'd be willing to listen to, basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, last question. We love to end with this one. In your industry, in everything that you've done, what are a few lessons you've learned that, depending on who you're talking to, whether it be your younger self that you could tell your younger self that you've learned, or whether it be the students that you teach, just things for them to know kind of going into this career path. But any any life lessons? 
first of all, be kind. Be kind to people. <laughs> you don't know when you'll see them again. Yeah. And you may need to work together. Right. So at least start there. Mm-hmm. Start being kind to people. And pay attention. I think if you re- can remember all of the lessons that you learned, different experiences that you had, they will come back and you will use them somewhere else in another space in your life. Right. And it will be exciting. Yeah. It will be exciting to have that. Yeah. And that's one thing I just I just think it's important to pay attention to all of the things that we're doing and be present in that moment because you're learning so much and people are paying attention to you. Yeah. So if you can share something with someone, that's what you want to make sure that you're right. sharing the best of who you are with whoever that is that's, yeah. that's looking at you and saying, wow, I didn't consider that before. This is great. And I really want to just put my best self out there all the yep. time. Valuable lessons. Thank you, Gilly, for joining us on the podcast today. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation and to learn more from you. Grace, I am so excited to have been invited onto your podcast, Media in the Mix. And I look forward to just watching you grow and continue to develop. And I know you're going to do great with your stand-up comedy. Thank you. And every else, everything else that you decide to do in life. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much. It has so been much. my pleasure. And everyone look out for part two because there'll definitely be a part two. We have a lot more to talk about. If you'd like to check out our bi-weekly episodes dropping on Wednesdays on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, go give us a listen, click that subscribe button, and if you'd like to support this podcast and the School of Communication, go to giving.american.edu to donate now. And that's a wrap.